Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Esports is the hottest topic in the gaming industry today. It seems like everyone loves esports. Celebrities, athletes, and owners of professional teams are all getting involved with esports. States are even passing laws so people can start betting on esports. And we're going to talk to a guy who's been at the forefront of the esports industry for a long time. Ari Fox is the founder of the Gambling Esports and Technology Association and creator of the Casino Esport Conference, which is being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. He's going to tell us all the latest news involving esports and the gambling industry. When we come back, we're talking esports. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of June 19th, 2023. MGM Resorts International announced the implementation of a new policy relating to gambling and the use of guest technology. According to the new policy, guests will be able to take videos and photos when they're playing on slot machines and at table games only at the staff's discretion. Photos in the poker room will be at staff discretion as well. However, no video will be allowed in the room without prior approval. According to MGM, this new policy is in effect for its Nevada-based properties. On May 19th, one lucky guest at Borgata Casino in Atlantic City won the biggest jackpot so far this year in New Jersey. The anonymous guest was playing IGT's Wheel of Fortune machine and won a jackpot of over $2.9 million. That was the sixth million dollar jackpot that was won in the Garden State in 2023, and it beat the top jackpot so far by about $100,000. And finally, according to a survey, Las Vegas has been named the 11th worst city when it comes to hotel services. The biggest complaint people had when it came to hotels around the country mostly had to do with rude staff. Other complaints people had were thin walls, lack of toilet paper, and bed bugs. Other cities which came out worse on this survey were Miami Beach, Siesta Key, Florida, and New York City. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic, then. Well, 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. One of the hottest topics in gaming today is esports. It seems like every week there's a big deal being made in the esports world. And one of the best conferences you can attend if you're interested in esports is the Casino Esport Conference. Ari Fox is the creator of the Casino Esport Conference, which is being held in Atlantic City on October 18th and 19th at Resorts Casino. He's also the creator of a new organization called the Gambling Esports and Technology Association. And to tell us all about the conference at Resorts and the Gambling Esports and Technology Association, we have Ari Fox on the line. Ari, welcome back to the show. Oh, always glad to be back, David. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. Uh, with all the new things coming out, uh, you know, we're really excited to start launching this new organization. Uh, that's great. Well, give us an overall sense of the state of esports. You know, I, I read the gaming news every week, and it seems like there's a big deal being made regarding esports. And um, I know during the pandemic, a lot of people were starting to play esports, and you know, really, it was being televised. I'm, I'm just curious, what is the state of esports right now? Is it growing at the rate it had in the past? Because, it, it, like I said, I, I'm reading it in the news, and these, some of these deals are incredible. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick synopsis and an overview. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a gold rush, I have to admit, and yeah. that, and, and that and, or a bubble that built, and it popped. Uh, it's, let's be completely honest. I mean, there's a lot of orgs, and when they call orgs, it's short for organizations that are um, sort of like you would use this as an equivalent to um, – you know, like the New York Yankees or something like that. So there have been a lot of professional organizations, uh, businesses and companies that have promoted their esports teams and been part of leagues like uh, the Overwatch League for Blizzard or the League of Legends or Rocket League. And there was a pro circuit that was really being trying to sort of force the the industry into that direction because the people investing – in that uh, style of esports, were the same people or similar people that had made a lot of money in professional sports. Guys like mm-hmm. Mark Cuban, people like Robert Kraft, you know, from the New, New England Patriots, uh, Andy Miller from uh, uh, the, uh, he's part owner of the, uh, the basketball team at Sacramento Kings. So I think it's the Sacramento Kings. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm not sure. So, so there was a lot of this, you know, we will build it and they shall come or, you know, that's the field of dreams, so to speak. And they didn't come mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a, like in every single industry and we're, they're beginning to understand it a little better, but every single industry, and we talk about the entertainment industry, the sports industry, and also the gambling industry, they saw this huge amount of uh, viewers that viewed uh, people playing video games or actual gamers just gaming, uh, you know, that there's that number that runs around the 3 billion gamers worldwide, et cetera. Um, and it was like, oh, this is a large a group of people that we could tap into and make money here. Because in the world of te- technology today, in the world of the Internet today, when you have numbers, your business is worth a lot. Data is always the the key to everything. Um, For example, you know, Facebook wouldn't be worth Facebook. It wouldn't be Facebook if it didn't have all the users. Sure. Uh, And so what I'm trying to point out to you is in the marketplace, on the stock market, or as as investors go, you know, the power is the people. 
And all of these industries, uh, the sports industry, the casino industry, the Hollywood industry, they see the numbers and those numbers mean dollar signs. Mm -hmm. So it didn't formulate, though, because the three industries I just mentioned in particular, uh, and then there's other industries as well, airside, they they didn't they, they were not successful. And there's a there's a lot of reasons for that. And that's why the bubble popped. Uh, so to speak. And um, we got a lot of orgs that folded, but it, it's not going anywhere. In other words, esports is not going anywhere. Sure. It's meta- it's metamorphosizing into a different type of um, offering. And I think that these industries are beginning to learn that as what I've said in the past is that the gamer isn't the same as someone who is a avid fan of baseball or an avid fan of football. Um, mm-hmm. These types of fans are much more um, sort of looking at the professional levels as, you know, that's something I couldn't do because I don't have the athletic ability. I wasn't born with this natural ability to play a game like football or basketball or baseball. But in the esports world, the video gaming world, there is opportunity for someone who is not gifted generally mm-hmm. to to reach the ranks of pro of pro levels i mean it takes a lot of practice sure, it takes sure. a lot of understanding the game and total dedication but there is a disconnect between how do you connect with fans that are just as good as the pros um or can be a pro like everybody it's open to everyone mm-hmm. so the fan of esports is i can watch people play the game, but then I could look and see someone do that move and learn it myself. Um, and it's not like trying to hit a baseball coming at you like at 95 miles. Sure. Now. Sure. Now we're going to get to the casino esport conference being held in Atlantic city on October 18th and 19th in a couple of minutes. But I first want to ask you about the gambling esports and technology association. What is that? And when did you form that organization? So that organization has been something that had been brewing for the last four or five years. It was something that my brother and I discussed. And, you know, as I said, you work with your brother um, and, you know, there is back in the day. And we mentioned this earlier, yeah. about, you know, the, sh- the, the, the store, two guys, I'm dating <laughs> myself. But I, I have to say that I was very, very little when two guys yeah. was around. I, I remember it well. So Yeah. So. You know, back in the day, you could do and be create a big business with two guys. But in our world that we have today, you need a lot more voices. And we we're just talking about the value of the value proposition of having more people um, involved in what you're doing mm-hmm. than you just doing it yourselves. Sure. And that's exactly where uh, the Get a Global idea came from. It's a political organization, a very similar, or we'd like to formulate it similar to what we have today, which is the AGA, which is the American Gambling Association. Um, and, you know, one day, hopefully we have an office in Washington, D.C. Yeah. that, you know, that it, it, you know, becomes big enough. But the idea behind it is that you understand we started the CEC eight years ago. It is esports oriented at its core, but at the at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is 
evolve the gambling industry. And I have to say, not to not to, to toot my own horn, but the gambling industry is very lucky to have me <laughs> and my brother, uh, you know, so vested mm-hmm. uh, and passionate about changing an industry for the better, for the future. Oh, and, and, um, by, and by the way, thank you for the pin that you gave me at the SBC Summit North America in the Meadowlands a couple of weeks ago. I have it right yeah. in front of me, too, and I'm looking at it right now. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Spectrum Gaming rides again with the return of the Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga this August 14th through the 16th at the Saratoga Hilton in Saratoga Springs, New York. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga is the premier national forum for industry decision makers, advocates, and patrons to discuss and analyze gaming trends in all sectors of the industry. Over 50 experts on more than a dozen panels all meeting for three days to examine the critical issues facing the gaming industry and share their ideas and insights. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com to reserve your seat. And be sure and check out the website for full agenda and conference speaker list. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga this August 14th through the 16th at the Saratoga Hilton in Saratoga Springs, New York. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaudel with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of dream well, and two bottles of liquid focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Ari Fox, founder of the Gambling Esports and Technology Association and creator of the Casino Esport Conference being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. I'm very curious, what impact do you hope that this organization will have on the esports world? Well, you know, Dave, it's like change is difficult. Yep. And this is it's, it's difficult for anybody, even as an individual. So on a, on a business level, you know, there's always, people are very nervous because when you talk about, mm-hmm. you talk about, you talk about money, <laughs> you know, that's like the, the biggest anxiety I think everybody has on the planet. But um, where we go with this is that you, you, you take the get a global idea and what you're doing is you're saying to the people that join get a global that 
we will hold your hand. We will point you in the right direction. So this won't be painful. So you won't, you'll be safe Mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, in moving in this direction, you'll, you'll be guided in moving in this direction. You'll have uh, insight and um, uh, influence from state run agencies and regulatory agencies people in the um in the video gaming space and we're not talking about generally the main publishers you know like blizzard and blizzard activision or valve or riot these are companies that have been offered trust me i've reached out many times to them and said hey come to the cec uh and you know speak about how we can integrate with your product with your ideas and you know they give it to their pr person and it's like you know what i don't want anything to do with gambling so mm-hmm. run they run in the app storage <laughs> so it's like dealing with issues like loot boxes that i don't know if you've read recently sure, sure. about loot boxes and skins and stuff that's going on in europe now they actually are wondering hey is this this is gambling loot yeah, boxes yeah. are gambling and so it's been it's been more and more proven that this is where it's going and what this is the case. So Geta Global would be one of these organizations that brings in that controversial topic and then can sort of lay it out for everybody so we can all figure out, hey, well, if this is gambling, then let's legalize it. Let's regulate it. And um and that's open that's an open invitation to you know, uh, not the mainstream publishers, mm-hmm. but other indie game developers or ga- people who make video games that can say, okay, well, you can have a really cool story in your video game, just like the, the, the game Among Us, which is, I don't know, there's a movie, you know, they started the, uh, the television show on HBO called Among Us, mm-hmm. and that was all based on a video game. Yeah. So if you could take the game Among Us, and you are now now. So remember, this is not a Among Us is not a a, a first person shooter game. You're not going up against somebody else. It is an exploratory game. What does that mean? So that means that you know you're traveling across the country, just like in the show, and you know you're attacked by zombies, but the action stops. Now you have three loot boxes in front of you. You have to choose which loot box would be best to save you, uh, you know, from the, that zombie attack. You know, what weapon would you get from that zombie attack? So it stops. You have these three loot boxes in front of you. In order for you to continue, you have to put more money into the machine or, or into the into the game. It could be a mobile game. It could be uh, – I'm using this as an example, but you're playing against the computer. But it's still you're in you're into the game itself. Sure, you're sure. playing the game itself. And so how does the casino make money or are the online casinos make money? Very simply. You know, if I wager that I'm going to pick box number two as a loot box, it's the one in the middle – Obviously, I, I put in more money because it stopped the action, but I want to continue because I want to win the game. So that's the endorphin for a gamer. Uh, you know, the endorphins that are produced when someone of a Gen X or or a boomer plays a slot machine, it's uh, I can win the whole jackpot. In this case, it's always about how can I continue the game? Mm-hmm. How can I move forward with the game? 
So now the action stopped. You want to continue. You want to get across the country. You're being attacked by zombies. You it's it stops. You, you have to wager on which uh, loot box is going to. It's a microtransaction. Yeah. And you could do this throughout the game. And then this is how the casinos are making money now, because now they're a partnership with the game developer, uh, just like as if they were in partnership with a company like IGT or Aristocrat uh, that puts a slot machine on their floor or, uh, you know, an online casino like Virgin Casino or Triple Eight or any of these other co- uh, businesses. And now you have this opportunity to um, make money by uh, allowing the gamer to continue the game, but you're taking these small microtransactions. Where does that put the casinos at? Very powerful position. Because now you've got gamers, you've got 3 billion of these people worldwide playing video games. Well, let, let me let me ask you something about the betting and gambling on esports. And I know a lot of states are in the process of trying to figure out rules and regulation when it comes to allowing betting or gambling on esports. Now, you keep a pretty close eye on the developments when it comes to what legislators are talking about when they they're trying to figure out how to implement betting on esports. Is right. there one state that really understands the esports business? Is there a group of legislators where you can point to and say, you know, those lawmakers in this state really get it and really understand esports and how to implement regulations so people can bet on it or gamble on it? Because from my view, it kind of looks like a lot of lawmakers are really struggling with this idea. I don't know if it's the lawmakers that are struggling the idea because you have to put it in pers- into mm-hmm. perspective. Who? What are the roles of the lawmaker? The lawmaker is to make sure that the, that the wagers and, and protecting the consumer, that the wager is a legal waged bet on whatever it is. It could be an in-person, an in-game uh, wager, or it could be, uh, uh, you know, what they call the overall uh, outcome of a match between, you know, two professional esports teams um, on, a, on, a, on a, any game. I think what the disconnect between what we have is. There is, for example, if I go in to a sports book uh, in Atlantic City or wherever, and I sit down, okay, now as a as an avid as an avid sports fan, I I can bet on any of the games that could be basketball, baseball, whatever. So there's a slew of different games, obviously. Now, the, I could also uh, what else do I have there as an amenities? I have food and beverage, mm-hmm. the hotels. Um, if I'm with someone else and they're not into sports, they can go off and play, uh, you know, a slot machine or a card game or something of that of that nature. So where we're, I think the disconnect is like, and why people aren't going to the brick and mortar um, to wager on an esport uh, a match is because you can't do that. You can't um, expect gamers to come out to a brick and mortar none of them like to even be around people (laughs) forget about you know you know i mean i I mean that's a generalization obviously but the truth of it is that anyone who's into esports now you have to also remember there's three billion gamers worldwide csgo in europe is massive but it's all online wagering Mm -hmm. it's all done on the internet and it's all done on web three basis. What what I mean by that is that they're already advanced to a point where they're wagering with crypto coin. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. wagering on a blockchain, and so the the these are the things that we would 
sort of implement and make and teach and, and get a global because we want to do webinars every month and have people that are experts in these fields discuss these things. And that's that's part of being a member of Get a Global. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. No. 5 to 1. No. 10 to 1. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Ari Fox, founder of the Gambling Esports and Technology Association and creator of the Casino Esport Conference being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. Let me ask you something about the casinos and the sports books. Is there something that you see they could be doing more for the esports community? Look, I've talked to a lot of casinos, and what they have all told me is that their goal is to attract a younger clientele. And and it seems to me that esports provides them that audience that they want to attract. However, from my perspective anyway, it looks like casinos are very slow to act when it comes to esports. What do you think casinos should be doing with esports? And do you think esports will provide them with that younger customer base that they are looking for? And, and should they meld their marketing plans to attract esport players? I yes, absolutely. Um although why you know what what's the disconnect? There you see a disconnect. I like you said, I, I, I do too. I think that the disconnect is they don't understand the generation that they're sort of 
or that they could cater to. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's steps, slow steps that they can take, um, easy steps that they can take to um, entertain or sort of starting, you know, to get into it. Um, and a lot of casinos across the country in the United States have been doing a lot of experimental projects, mainly, uh, I would say, uh, Native America. The Native mm-hmm. American casinos are doing that. Yeah. In, in California, in Agua Caliente, they do a weekly Super Smash Brother tournament and uh, what they call a, uh, a the fighting community. It's like it's just, you know, it's like Street Fighter. You have the two guys and they fight each other. It's like boxing matches, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, and they have tournaments every week and they've been building a bigger and bigger and bigger following. And it's just they, they take a bar. It's called their 360 bar which is their uh, sports book or whatever, or it's no, it's a, it's a sports bar okay. and they do have a sports book someplace else. I think I'm not sure, but um, the, uh, what they try what they do is they don't change anything. They don't build anything new. Mm-hmm. They utilize their current, uh, uh, their current uh, stuff that they have big screens and stuff. They have a tournament organizer that comes in. He brings all of the, you know, the, the, uh, the consoles and everything connects them all and then has a small little tournament and people walk out with four or $500 as a, as a, as a, as a win, whoever wins the tournament for that night. And, you know, they're selling food and beverage. They're entertaining. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're getting these people and they're all 21 and older and they're getting them to, they're getting them to sign up as players, you know, for their player club uh, thing. So there is, is that experiment going on? I know that in Oklahoma they're doing some things where they're having these, uh, you know, they have a small festival. Uh, they don't get a lot of people. It's like two, three hundred people. But you know, those areas are not very well populated to start with. But you know, the casinos themselves have attempted and tried to bring in younger audiences. But their answer is, and 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 I know that Bally's a couple years ago, uh, or was it last summer or the summer before? Their answer was to build a, a beer garden yeah, on yeah. on the on the boardwalk, and you know, there's nothing wrong with having a beer garden if you don't have one and you you think that that's going to help you know find or, or get you a younger audience. But you know, I I'm on the I've been on the boardwalk in the summertime in Atlantic City. There's like four or five other beer gardens. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I thought I, I and I thought that. Or was it? It's not Bally's. Was it Bally's? I think it may be Bally's. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, Bally's. Bally's always had that beach bar. Yeah, yeah. I think they it, all have a beach bar now. So it's right. Uh, so everybody yeah. has a beach bar, and then so like then it's like okay, well then let's build a beer garden. I mean, listen. Again, if it's nice and you know you want to you want to have something like that, then all the power to you. Mm-hmm. But I think that money would have been better spent if they looked into a program which they could do all year round. Um, and promote, uh, you know, a, a video gaming tournament on a weekly basis. Do you think it, it, what it, it would take is one casino to really go all in on esports and show the rest of the casinos that esports is profitable? Look, I mean, you've dealt with casinos. I've dealt with casinos. The gaming floor is holy ground. I mean, you have to demonstrate, you know what, if you're going to take this space, you've got to be profitable for us. Is, is that what's going to take one casino to really take that leap and show other casinos how to do it. Does it have to be on the floor? No. 
Absolutely okay. not. If that's if that's their holy ground, then absolutely not. Okay. I, I I was at the east I was at the East Coast Gaming Congress. Uh, was it two years ago? And uh, I was talking to the banquet head for Hard Rock. Okay. At the time, and I asked him. I said, you know, I said this is great that you guys hosted it this year. He says, yeah, you know, but these these rooms stay empty most of the year. Okay. To start with, they, they, that's their that's their conference center. They're, they're these massive exhibit halls that have like you know eighteen thousand square feet. You could basically play an indoor football game there, mm-hmm. um, but they're empty. And and um, you know why not utilize that space when you have a place like Hard Rock that's so massive? You can't tell me that like every single minute of the day or every day um, and every weekend that your you know your space that is these uh, these uh, comp- you know these exhibit halls are full. Mm-hmm. They're not, especially on the weekend because if it, if it's on a weekend, right? Um, yeah, yeah, no one's there. <laughs> right. I mean because. They have their if they do have business conferences. Obviously, it's during the week, mm-hmm. but then the weekend, it, you know, in these casinos, how it works is that they they will then turn the house around, and now they're focusing on the general consumer that's coming in for the weekend to party, have a good time, be by the shore. But are they having anything in the in the conference centers in the exhibit in the exhi- exhibition halls? Doubtful on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So they're they're sitting there empty. And they're not doing anything with them, but they're bringing, but yes, the houses are full. I mean, meaning that they've sold all their hotel rooms on a weekend, Um, but you're not, you're not doing anything. You could do something even more, especially in the winter time for Atlantic city and in the fall. And that's a perfect location. And even Vegas is, is slow in the winter time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, so, you know, let me, you, you, have, you can get you can get hotel rooms on the boardwalk for nineteen dollars a night in Atlantic City. So you know they're they're looking for people to bring in, right? So my point is that there's these lulls mm. in the year during the year where you could start having it's. I mean, these are like you know this is a toe in that this is putting your toe in the in the water. This isn't like you know um you know it's testing it and doing the same thing like Agua Caliente is to, in Palm Springs now. Their 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 winter season is the summer, so you know everybody sort of gets out of town in uh, you know Palm Springs because it's so hot that you know. But then again, they're in air inside. They can you know the inside the air conditioning and you know they have people come in. So the point being is that there's ways to do this, and this is why we created Get a Global. It's to bring ideas to the table so that the brick and mortars and the online casinos can. Uh, develop things in a way that's not as painful, that's not as scary. Um, at the end of the day, I think any casino or online casino should hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I can consult for people. I'm, I'm actually doing mm-hmm. some stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, there are people that, you know, they don't, they're not exactly sure how to integrate in with this in the, with this audience. Sure. I have it in my brain. Okay. It's all in my head. And it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. I would make I would make sure that that doesn't happen. Make sure that you know we're not looking to, you know, put somebody in a position where you know you did something really bad and, and you know now you lost your job because it costs your your business too much money. There's ways to do it that is not going to cost the casino a lot of money, and that's where we have to go. We, we, you want to test the waters. You want to get this new audience, and you're 
you know, I'm talking about these C-list executives that are in the middle that are put, got the pressure on them. Why aren't, where are our numbers for this month, for that month, uh, for our food and beverage, for our, for our, for our hotel stake, et cetera. Where, if you want to bring those numbers up during the, the low parts of your season uh, in a year, on a yearly cycle, you know, whether that's Q2 or Q or Q1 or whatever it is, they should contact me because I can I can tell them to do this, but in a way that's not going to be painful. Well, um, well, speaking of casinos, another great thing you've been doing for the esports industry is holding the Casino Esport Conference, which is in its eighth year right now. My God, I can't believe yeah. it. And and, and the one in Lac City is going to be held on October 18th and 19th at Resorts Casino. For people who aren't familiar with the Casino Esport Conference, tell us something about it, why you started it, and what can people expect to experience when they attend? So that was actually started because it's 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 the educational process. Mm-hmm. We we want to help the online casino people, iGaming people, the brick and mortar people, um, Native America, European casinos. Where and how do we deal with this new generation? That's what the Casino Esport Conference is. It mm-hmm. starts with the educational side. Because if you're not educated and, and, and you're walking in, in blindly, then what do you do? And, you know, we I would just want to touch on you went to um, why you said are the regulators or what's the most advanced state that's involved in esports. I would say New Jersey is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think I answered it properly. But 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 I think what you do have is there are people that are running esport businesses, wagering businesses. And they don't even understand some of the games that they're taking wagers on. So if you were watching like, uh, you know, uh, a League of Legends game or a defense uh, of the of the ancients, which is like Dota 2 or or Dota games, these are complex games. Um, You have to really be a player of the game to understand it. Um, And so I think that's that's where you have a problem. There needs to be younger people that are hired by regulatory people, the regulatory people in New Jersey that are gamers mm-hmm. that don't just play one game, but at least understand some of these games. And then that, and, and the same goes for the casino side. You know, you, you can't just hire a gamer. That's really good at like super <laughs> yeah. smash brothers because they're only good at that one game. And they only understand that game. They have to be an avid gamer of all games and lover of the video gaming industry. It's, it's a very, um, I would suggest that somebody do that. They hire someone that's mm-hmm. into that. So who are some of the speakers and topics that's going to be covered at the conference? So last, this past year we had um, Jan Jones Blackhurst uh, was in Las Vegas. She is the, she sits on the board for the esports uh, entertainment group, um, which is still publicly traded on, on NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there and, you know, she was the ex mayor of Vegas. We also had um, Amon Green, uh, who was who is the uh, esports coach for the Nebraska uh, Nebra- for Nebraska University? He was the esports coach for Lakeland University in Wisconsin, but now he's working wow. with Nebraska, which is his alum, where he went to college. Um, and then we'll have other, um, you know, these are some of the speakers we we plan on having them back, you know. But we also have a very very important aspect of our conference with uh, responsible gaming. You have to have responsible gaming if you're talking about integrating and and giving an offering 
to a younger audience mm-hmm. because they need, you know, every, I hate the word, but everyone says it, the authenticity, you know, it has to be there because you have to say to these younger people, you will have fun, but we will make sure you're not damaged. You know, you, you're not walking away. Sure. Those, those days have to end. Those days have to end. We have to end those days, not just for the esport people that are wagering on esports, but across the board. No one should go to a casino because this is why the casinos and gambling have such a horrible uh, sort of a black eye, um, in, so to speak, is there is a stigma today and, 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 a, and a good reason for it that if you walk into a casino and you're, uh, you gamble, you're going to lose your mortgage payment for yeah, that month. Yeah. No one should be in that situation. It's, it's entertainment. And that's where it should stay. That's where it should begin. And that's where it should end. Um, so, so that's another thing we talk about. So we have guys like Bill Pasquale third, who's very into the, uh, the, um, you know, the, uh, responsible gaming guys like Bo Gray, um, and his, uh, his, his, you know, um, guys like Charles Oakley, Mm -hmm. uh, from, from the New York Knicks, all people that are, looking and interested and passionate about not just esports, but also the overall gambling industry as a whole. Okay. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Ari Fox, founder of the Gambling Esports and Technology Association and creator of the Casino Esport Conference being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. You know, when reviewing the conference topics, I noticed you had a seminar on iGaming. Uh, you, you know, here in New Jersey, iGaming is huge, and I know a lot of gambling companies want to make it legal in a lot of other states. 
But when it comes to iGaming, where do you see esports fitting in? For me, it seems like a natural fit, but I want to get your opinion. When it comes to iGaming and esports, what do you see as the future for both and how do they fit together? Mm, it's an interesting question. That's a good question. Can you answer when? A, how, how long has iGaming been around? Uh, 2013, we went legal in New Jersey here. In legal New Jersey, but since its founding, it started in the early 2000s. Sure, yeah. So it's been around 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I think there's only four states in the United States that have iGaming, I think. Mm -hmm. And New Jersey is one of them, obviously. Yeah. but I think there are six. Or six, sorry. Um, So there is obviously a natural integration. There has to be. Um, iGaming and online gaming is – is the way, you know, when it first came and it was popular, when it first came out, I remember this, when it first came out in New Jersey, there were, uh, I, I, I knew a lot of people at resorts, for example, where we're having our event actually uh, in October. But when I, when I, they had a room where they would bring some of their people that would come to the brick and mortar and tell them that, hey, you can play online. Um, and then some of the people who I spoke with that were of the high executive levels, I asked them, I said, well, why are you implementing an online uh, casino as part of your offering? For the They said, well, this is, we know we're going to get all the young people for this. They already knew. They knew the, that, that you could capture the younger market by having the, um, you know, the, the, the games online. So did it work? Obviously it's working. It did work. I mean, it, it saved them during the pandemic. That definitely sure, sure. the case. Um, could they have done more? Um, and can they do more? Where do you move on from here? And your answer is exactly. It's esports. Now we talked about earlier about uh, the the show Among Us mm-hmm. and loot boxes. Yeah. Well, that's th- there's your answer. So if, if iGaming or the online casinos actually had uh, not just slot machines and, you know, card games. But can you imagine if someone was playing a digital version of, like, Legends of Catan, which is a card game. But this is a game that you can play maybe on a uh, gaming platform. Or maybe you could play, uh, you know, Among Us, that sure. type of game, where you definitely are playing a video game, but you're playing it for money. So there's opportunity abounding i mean i it's 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 endless mm-hmm. but you know the the i gaming community as we know we just touched on that is over 20 years old so they're also slow to come to the table and they're also slow to test these things out you know i mean i you know i could tell you that there's you know when skill game skill gaming came out obviously they tried it and company like gameco put their games on the floor the casino is like, oh, yeah, we'll put them on the floor and everyone will play them. You have to market that, too. Yeah. It's not just I'm going to throw it out there. And that goes for the online casinos, too. If they start putting on video games that you could play for money, if no one knows that they're there, how are they going to expect to get that customer? A very interesting seminar you're having on the first day, and it really made me think about something. Here's the tagline for the seminar. Mainstream media claims that the eSport bubble has burst. Is this true? What is the future of eSports and its relation with gambling? My question to you is, and what stuck out in my mind was mainstream media, that term. 
I'm wondering, how much does media play in the future of esports? I mean, what can esports do to attract viewers of mainstream media? I mean, is it crucial for the future of esports? Does an ESPN or a Fox Sports have to get involved for esports really to take off? I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. In fact, if ESPN or any of those mainstream sports media companies mm-hmm. uh, started, and they did, they, they did do that actually over the pandemic. Uh, it's almost a rejection in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, 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 you know, because in, in, from a perspective of a gamer, I don't think they want to be um, sort of pigeonholed into the, the, the same treatment as an actual sports fan of conventional sports. Uh, it, there is the similarities, and there's no doubt about it. But we have different, different mentality. Mm-hmm. And when you when you pull when you want to pull an esports match into ESPN, or you want to pull an esports match into uh, SNY or any of the mainstream sports media uh, companies, Fox Sports, whatever, it, 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 it's almost like this isn't. For us, this is the, they don't know what they're doing. You know, it's going to have to happen in, um, uh, from a, um, a grassroots level. So esports is really has to, I'm going to talk, I'm strictly talking about the industry of esports and not how it relates to gambling, but I could get into that. So when, the, in regard to that one topic you brought up, it popping, I think there's a massive rejection from the community of video gamers that mainstream media should not be capitalizing or bringing or, or sort of like um, utilizing mm-hmm. esports in a way that they would make more money. I mean, I think the, the, the gamer industry sees them as you've already made a lot of money yeah. and now you want to take our, our, our world and change it into something that you know you can uh, sort of capitalize on, and you can make money. No, this is ours. Mm-hmm. This is our our thing, and where it's going to start is at the grassroots, and it's already begun, David. Mm-hmm. It's already begun at colleges across the country. We're seeing more and more people playing esports uh, against other colleges, and like every sport. Even the conventional sports. Sure. It starts in the colleges. It starts in the high schools. And this is where it's going. And New Jersey has an amazing program for uh, scholastic uh, esports programs in high schools and colleges. It does. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. Um, and it is going to keep growing. Uh, there's already, you know, obviously back in, go back to 2013, 2014, there were people, there were, there were, Colleges offering scholarship for esports. So we're we're in a world where it will happen, but it'll happen in its own in its own right. And honestly, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports, any of these um, Valley Sports, any of these uh, media mainstream media companies, those are your dads and your your granddads, uh, <laughs> you know, channels. Um, the younger people will be moving towards mobile. Um, they'll be moving towards their PC, and I mean, or their laptop. I got to tell you, I have I have younger kids, and they don't they barely watch television. Hmm. If they want to watch something, it's always on the laptop. 
Well, let me ask you about that. Speaking of the future of esports, where do you see the future of esports in the couple of years? I mean, do you see it in more casinos? Do you see it televised? Do you see it more channels? Will iGaming finally embrace esports and really go all well, in with esports? Well, What's next for esports? Well, like again, when we say esports, I think you're talking specifically about the fanfare of mm-hmm. you know the two teams playing each other and then people watching and wagering mm-hmm. and that yes obviously that's the lowest hanging fruit and that's what casinos understand because that's what they've been doing for years when it comes to sports wagering um so yeah i get that they see that as that is 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 the lowest hanging fruit and that's where we enter into the industry um and it and and, and it's there people are starting to wager but it's 0.09% i think of of wagers on um, platforms like uh, Bet three hundred and sixty or Pinnacle or uh, um, some of the sports wagering uh, uh, apps, but it's starting to build. Now, how do we how do we move that in that direction? I think in a lot of ways they are putting uh, the cart before the horse in this in this instance because you're putting out the wagering part of it, but you're not really catering to the community. You're saying I want you to come and wager on my on esports because we know you you like esports, but we're not catering to the overall community. And what do I mean by that? So, I mentioned earlier that if, if you go to a sports book and they go with a bunch of their friends, you'll have two or three people that'll wager on the basketball game or the football game or the baseball game. But then they have friends that go off and they'll play a card game or they'll play the slots or they'll go get something to eat. What is there beyond the actual offering of come and wager on this esports tournament for gamers to do beyond the esports tournament itself? It, really nothing. You're not offering them anything. You're not giving them the environment that they feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. I, I would even say that if you were going to do, or if, a, if a brick and mortar wanted to really offer esports, Start off with a small, tiny little room, uh, like a little tiny bar, like an esports bar, where you have a little tiny arcade and you have some video games that people can play, um, you know, and a tiny little area, sort of like P- Chicky and Pete's did this in, okay. in Tropicana. Yeah. And you you have a little esports book where people can come hmm. and you have a cage and everything and or you have like a, even a, dig- you know, like a kiosk where you can choose your match in regards to esports and make a wager on a on a on an esports match um but you also have other things for the people to do and it's not a large room we talk about you know maybe like sure. you know a small little room somewhere that is separate though from the sports people that's the key mm-hmm. because they has to be separate from the sports people it's not sports i think that's where we 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 find that why are people actually you need a safe they need they want a safe space okay where they can come and they they are looked at as the actual attraction hmm. because when you take esports as a as a as a whole what do you have you have all these different games correct yeah you have games like smash brothers and you have the first person shooter games and you have and you have dota and you have call of duty and you have csgo and you have so there are all these different games. Think of all those different games with all their different rules and all their different opportunities and, and things like that as 
baseball, as football, as so it's their own it's their own ecosystem. Hmm. It's their own thing where if you take the if you separate the two, separate you know, here's your conventional sports fans, and they're often there wherever you know that that's your that's your meat and potatoes. And now you have your esports fans. Those are the guys that are. It's like the it's the digital generation. It's the younger generation, and in some of their all their older people that are into video gaming and esports too. So I, I I can't, but I'm overall sort of trying just to for the the sake of argument and the conversation. It's the separation of these two worlds because when you have the sports guys, those are like you know the older generations. They're like the sort of like the the jocks, the ex high school players of of baseball and and hockey and and the guys are really into like physical sports. And not to say that they don't like video gaming too. Yeah. They sure I'm sure they do. Sure. But I'm just saying is there's a there's an actual it's it's like the ability of people who can who have that ability or had the ability to play sports sure on a professional level. And then you have those people who are really good at video gaming. And those are the ones that are really passionate about esports. And there is a place for them. But if we separate those two worlds, it's, I think you, you have a much more successful program. Ari, remind the audience again where people can register for the Casino Esport Conference, which is being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. And also give out your website for the Gambling Esports and Technology Association. How can people get involved in that organization? So, so it's very simple. You can fill out a form on the Get a Global site. It's uh, I'll start with that first. It's a, uh, it's that stands for the Gambling Esports Technology Association, and um, so it's G E T A Global, all one word, no spaces, no dots. Dot org. So it's an organization as a whole. Uh, it is a for profit organization. It's not a non for profit, um, and then. And, and, and you could just go on there and there's a where, place to fill it. You could see who's already members there. Um, and there's a place you can fill out forms and sign up. Uh, and then, you know, they get a nice shiny little pin like you did. Um, you know, if they become a member, or we have um, we have opportunity to represent them um, as members and help them build their business and get more business from the casino side of things and the gambling side of things. Uh, and that's get a global. And then, of course, the, the casino esport conference is really where you can start getting your feet wet, where you can jump in and learn. Um, that is, we've shortened it now. It's just ceclive.com. Okay. All right. So it's just ceclive.com. And, uh, and that's, and that'll take you straight to the site. There's all kinds of information on there, uh, regarding, you know, who has been speakers. There's also a link to get a global. We just recently put up a blog uh, where we have, um, you know, articles that have been written by people who are trying to merge these two worlds. So we're taking from Geta the people who want, who want to move this, move the casino industry in its direction of being more technical, technically driven, more video gaming driven, more esports driven. And uh, there's a great article on there if if you have time to read it. It's called. Um, I, it's called um, no one. The esports world, video gaming world, does not understand iGaming, <laughs> and so we're we're coining a new phrase called e-gaming. Hmm. And so, what does that mean, Dave? What we're sitting on is a, cow, a powder keg of business for the gambling industry because you have iGaming, you have your brick and mortar, 
And now you have a whole new division of video gaming industry. It's called e-gaming. Wow. Sounds great. Ari Fox, creator of the Casino Esport Conference and founder of the Gambling Esports and Technology Association. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want to remind everyone that the conference is being held in Atlantic City at Resorts Casino on October 18th and 19th. Thanks a lot for coming on and talking about the conference and the Gambling Esports and Technology Association. You're always doing great things for the esports community. So please come back on and keep us updated about what's happening in the world of esports. Dave, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.